Hello and welcome back to Sea Red UK, where quite simply is a Chicago Bulls thing. Wherever you're listening, and if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you rate, review, subscribe. It helps us out and ensures you don't miss another episode. I'm Matt, in the usual, joined by Neil. How are you doing, Neil? I'm good, thank you very much. Uh, looking forward to this chat tonight. As you can see, we have a third box on the screen tonight, so uh, we'll get into the introductions of that in a second. Yep, as Neil says, if you're watching, you'll see we've got a third person with us. And that is our lead writer from CRedUK.com, Sam. How are we doing, Sam? I'm good, thanks, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, all good. Um, <laughs> a little bit apprehensive about this one, shall we say. Um, I know you like to push my buttons. And uh, I've had a bad day as it is, so it could could go all over the place. I this think, will I, be I fun. Think that makes for a good a good episode. I, I'm looking forward to this. I'm pretty much taking a back seat tonight, and I'm going to leave you two just go at it. I'll play referee if need be. <laughs> yeah. So as I say, uh, Sam's our, our lead writer at CredUK.com, big part of Cred UK and the the community that we've kind of set up. Big part in the in the chat tends to push my buttons a lot. So I'll hand it back to you, Sam, to explain your Bulls fandom. A little bit. Well, All right, well, sorry. Well, first and foremost, thank you for having me. Um, I don't know. Being a Bulls fan basically came a bit naturally to me because I started playing basketball when I was about 11 or 12, and then I didn't have a team, so I religiously followed Kobe Bryant, and that was it. But Neil will be very happy to know that I hate the Lakers, so it was kind of like a, just watching one player kind of thing. And then, by chance... I saw Kobe versus a seven-foot Joe Kim Noah and absolutely fell in love and uh, not changed ever since. Yeah, yeah. Joe Kim has that effect uh, on people, all right? Absolutely. That's my guy. <laughs> In the words of yeah. Matt. Uh, obviously, you're uh, a bit younger than myself and Neil. So, so let us know where you're at. Let us know your all-time favourite ball. And your current favourite ball? Okay, so kind of gave the game away a little bit, but I think my all-time favourite ball would have to be Joachim Noah. Like, I, I love the fact that the minimum, and I mean the minimum, you get from this guy is a hundred and ten percent. If you remember, his jump shot was just not pretty. He wasn't a great shooter. His free throws made me sad, but everything else was just breathtaking. So, even though we all know MJ's the GOAT, I've got to say Joe Camino is my, my favourite bull of all time. And um, my favourite bull right now, it's kind of torn because he's always injured, but it's Lonzo. I absolutely adore his game. So, um, if I'd say right now, this second, I'll have to go with P-Will. <laughs> one for you, Neil. One for me. One for... It's about time I won something because I'm not winning at the match. This is Neil. <laughs> I'll give you that yeah, assist, you know, I'll help you out. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, as you, as you mentioned, Matt versus Neil. Yeah, so we're not doing one tonight, but I uh, I took the last one, so it's now 2-1 in the series to me. I was robbed in the last Ooh. one. Robbed. <laughs> hey. I think Matt won it fair and square. I have to be honest here. I think I have to. I, was, I thought I had it. I thought I had it. Hey, you thought you had the second one as well, but you chose Jimmy Butler and just threw the game out the window. 
I knew the game was lost for the second one as soon as he got me confused <laughs> with Jimmy Butler. Wait, 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 wait. I was done. To get this started early, are you saying that Jimmy Butler yeah. wins games? I'll let Matt answer that one. <laughs> <laughs> he, he won that. I'll give him that. <laughs> That's as far as Very I Very diplomatic. I, I have had a, a couple of rants lined up for today and I wasn't prepared for a Jimmy oh. Butler rant. So. <laughs> oh. See see the way you can be not prepared for somebody to throw out Jimmy Butler? It, it can throw you <laughs> off the game completely. Only, only Matt I can before this, I've not done too much prep, but he's got two arguments ready to go. <laughs> I'm always ready with an argument. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, um, I don't know if you've got anything for Sam before we crack on, Neil. Uh, not too much about um about it really. Just you said you played a little bit of basketball. So what was that? Yeah. Um, school or county or what way? Did, what level did you get to? Or... Well, um, it's a bit of a weird one because I actually played national league a few years ago next to where Matt is. I played for the Hull Wasps Division Four, and then I went to Kingston Panthers for like a season. Yeah. And that's you know Matt knows what that is, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. Went to uni, discovered um, drinking and women in that order. And uh, took a bit of a break from basketball. Uh, nowadays, I basically I play as much as I can, but I'm coaching about three or four times a week as well, just locally, like down the road from me. And it's it's of all ages and this kind of stuff. So I'm trying to appreciate all aspects of basketball. But yeah, it's an obsession. I'll put it nicely. But uh, yeah, yeah. Well, we can appreciate that. I think we we can yeah. be classed as slightly obsessed too. <laughs> well, this is the thing. I, I really dreamt of being in the NBA one day, but then I realised that I've not grown since turning five five. So, yeah, <laughs> we all have that problem. Well, yeah, exactly. All right, five, yeah, five. I saw you, I saw, hey, I saw your jump shot. You know, with that and the little twist and all this kind of stuff. So yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah um... On with the bulk of the episode. Obviously, last recording was done before before the draft, and we had the draft on uh, Friday morning for us. Uh, since then, myself and Neil have put out uh, our Bulls Blitz, giving a quick opinion on it. Uh, but we'll we'll go in a bit more depth now, I guess. Um, obviously, I know you got up at one o'clock as well, Sam. He was in the chat with us, um, or you stayed up, whichever way it was. Um, yeah. obviously for myself I stayed up to the 23rd pick because uh, that's where I thought Bulls were going to come in yeah. and then I went to bed and then I was up at half four for work and that's pretty much when Shams's uh, notification dropped that Bulls were making some moves and that move was well Celtics had the 35th pick um, traded to Wizards in the Pozingas trade, uh, and then Bulls have reportedly moved two future second round picks for the rights to Julian Phillips. Uh, and I say reportedly because it's not actually been confirmed anyway, has it? Um, and that's kind of leading people to think that there's a bigger move coming as part of it. Um, I don't know. What do you two think on that? I definitely think that, you know, and I'm jumping the gun a bit here, but I definitely think from what AK said in the presser, which I'm sure we'll get into a small bit at least, he's alluding to the fact that they have some sort of a play ready to go. 
They're obviously not giving the game away. They're not letting us know what it is, but it definitely feels like they're ready to play some sort of a move. It's just whether or not that move is going to be something that will appease the fans or not. That's the big question. Will it be enough? Yeah, and before we get too much onto the Julian Phillips, or as I keep trying to say, Justin Phillips, because it just sounds it rolls off the tongue a lot better. And I know a few other podcasters have done the same thing. Um, so if I do end up calling him Justin, that's that's why sounds better. Yeah, I think he needs to just change his name, Julian. If you're listening, yeah, Justin Phillips sounds better. Go for it, change it. No, no, we're not having that. <laughs> it's King yeah, Julian. We'll... All right. <laughs> oh, yeah, King Julian. Yeah. yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, this is where one of my first rants is going to come in. Um, it, it seems to have been met with a lot of negativity by Bulls Nation and even, like, you more... Well, you you bigger podcast sort of than creators, whatever. And I think that's leading uh, the way they're the narrative they're pushing is making Bulls Nation be negative towards the pick as well. And I get it was underwhelming. People wanted us to be that top three, um, even top ten, even top twenty-three, whatever you want to call it. And obviously, we weren't. But as I said in the latest bulletin that I put up, and I think when I shared um, Sam's piece as well, you've got to give these players a chance. You know, people are, are down on him before he's even arrived in Chicago. Mm. And I guarantee you that 95% of the people that are down on him know nothing about him. Because it's just a name. Because it wasn't a name that they wanted, that's it. it write him off, you know. He's another Dale and Terry. He's, we're not going to develop him. We're not going to do this, blah, blah, blah. And for me, I'm, I'm not overly excited by him, but I'm excited by the prospect of him, if that makes sense. Uh, and I, my opinion is I think he's going to be this year's Dale and Terry. And what I mean by that is he'll be on the bench for the majority of the season drop down to Windy City and occasionally get a bit of garbage time. And, I mean, that's something else I'll touch on later on with Dalen, but, yeah, I'll hand it to you, Sam, because I know you're extremely excited by him and yeah. you wrote a pretty decent piece over at com about it. Um, you did your research on him, put it that way. <laughs> yeah, that's the issue for me. So, researching into him, I sincerely thought, right, so we've got young, athletic guy, obviously 19, his wingspan's almost like seven foot. He can defend pretty much one through four as of right now. We've all seen the highlights. That guy can defend with his life. The only thing that I personally kind of makes me, you know, it makes me hesitant is the fact that the week before it, we find out DJJ's not coming back. And my first thought is AK's just brought in Julian Phillips, just to replace DJJ. And if that's the point, that's a waste to pick. You know, you're replacing a bench player multiple years down the line that played backup centre for 20 minutes a game, some games. But in terms of the actual opportunity that is there, I'd say he's 19. Like Matt has very rightly just said, 
you can develop into whatever we can develop it into. And now we've got a sort of a structure whereby you know, Peter Patton is going to help them learn to shoot, etc. We've all seen the workout videos. I don't know about you guys, but it makes me a bit kind of like giddy seeing them like, seeing all our guys together, seeing the future together in like Pat and Dale and all training with Demar. If they can get like a Demar kind of jump shot, then we are going to be laughing in a couple of years' time. But it's it's all potential. And like like you say, it, he's not going to be coming, starts the first game. It, it won't happen, unfortunately, but it's a long-term process. Yeah, then Neil, well, you know, I know you're pretty much on par with us two, that it's it's a move for the future. Rather than a move for now, um, you know, so we've had a bit more time to take it in and do a bit more research, I guess. You know, where, where are you at with him now? Yeah, I mean, I am. I'm very much um, of a similar mindset. I do think that with what we have is we have a, a very young core and a very old core in in our yeah. um, full roster, and there's yeah. kind of you know the ones that are at the top end are the ones that are kind of the better players, so they're going to age out eventually in the coming next what three years four years max and then you've got this young group that that's what we need to feed for the future that's what we need to develop that's what we need to to move forward with and this is another piece towards doing that and it it makes sense that if we are going to run it back which looks the most likely situation at least to some degree that while we have that experience and those veteran players there that they can impart their knowledge and their skill onto these young guys and bring that core forward. And we might actually be looking at a relevant team in the next maybe two, three, four years' time. Yeah. Well, um, one thing I'm kind of thinking about is I put in the article, I literally just typed it and then I thought afterwards about how incredible this could be. But could you imagine, say, not this year, but the year after, if we have a bench of Kobe, P. Will, um, Phillips, along with like maybe a Caruso and... Maybe Andre, if he wants to stick around, but like another kind of defensive big, no one is scoring past that lineup. Yeah, like, bring the men- bench Drummond mobs gets... back. Yeah, say again. Until Drummond gets chaotic. Oh, yeah, but, but <laughs> Billy just <laughs> needs crazy. to bench him in time, embrace the chaos, and yeah, then yeah. stop the chaos before it gets too chaotic. And if he yeah, can what about a... right, it works. Yeah. What about a two dribble rule? If he dribbles it twice, bench him. Get him out. <laughs> I, I quite like it when he runs with the ball and uh, and dribbles it a little bit. It's just when he starts doing it in more than one play, that's when it becomes a bigger issue. Do you remember when we played the Clippers and um, it's when Reggie Jackson was playing for them and he goes down the paint and he, he gets, uh, I think he gets a block on someone. He comes down and he tries to post up Reggie Jackson from the three point line and just shovels the guy to the floor. And he's like, what, what do you mean offensive foul? What? What? You're like a foot taller than he. <laughs> oh yeah. god yeah, the see, that that just that's where that's where billy needs to go right okay he's he's getting a bit too yeah. excitable it's time to sit him down let, let the adrenaline <laughs> just come down a small bit and then inject him back into it again and yeah, uh, yeah. I, I do think if billy learns that about him and maybe he he has learned that a little bit more yeah. he'll actually be i mean he's a, he's some player to pull off the bench i mean you know he he literally oh. averages almost a board a minute yeah, it's incredible. I think the yeah. best Chicago Bull of all time is Andre Drummond versus Spurs. Every single time, he just goes ballistic. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, obviously, going back to Phillips, the the biggest thing what everyone's sort of downside on him is 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 shooting, right? Um, and yeah, it, it does look like it could be a problem. 
But if you actually look into him properly, before college, he was a decent shooter. He's a decent free throw shooter as well. So he's got the mechanics of it there. Um, I think you just got to put him in the right system. Looking from what everyone's sort of saying, um, there was a podcast went out that Big Dave mentioned on CHGO where it was his high school coach or something. Um, it said, you know, he's he is a good shooter. It's just when he went to college, they changed the systems and he just didn't fit in that system. So, like I said, to me, you've got to give him chance. Obviously, the first chance is going to be summer league. Um, I believe he gets introduced to well, Azabal on Sunday uh, at the Advocate. And that's something else that's sort of disappointing me a little bit is the lack of hype, I guess, from Bulls themselves. I know he's not officially been announced yet or, um, you know, they're not done all the, the official presses and stuff like that, but at least put a few videos out with him in you know, or whatever. Do you know what I mean? There was there was one the day after the draft and that was it. Um, and I kind of think you... Do you think that... Sorry. Yeah, I, as you say, I kind of think that... Yeah. I don't know if they're trying to build the excitement around him or if it's just like, yeah, it was a move, you know, crack on sort of thing. <laughs> well, one of the things is... um. I think because it's like it's like what you said earlier. We don't know what we traded those, how many second round picks for him. So mm. maybe it's more of a case of get that deal finalized, like done, dusted, cemented, hundred percent, and then maybe announce it. Not, not sure. Yeah, I, I'd mm. say there's a good chance that that's that's what it is. That the the, the fine print hasn't been uh, settled on yet, and once it's all done and dusted and, and signed off, I'd say we'll hear a bit more. I can't imagine them just letting it kind of disappear into the ethos. I'd say they're definitely going to um, they're definitely going to uh, come out and, and make a bit of a deal of him once once it's all done uh, officially. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, I've got nothing else on him. I don't know if either of you to have before we move on to the next bit of draft draft night news. Well, no. if um, oh sorry, go on, Sam. no, go on, Sam. I was going to say, let me have a uh, go and kind of convince you guys maybe about sort of like the shot profile. So I put it in the article, but the dude's shot six shots a game in college. Now that's official. Okay, so two of them were three-pointers and the rest were at the rim. He took 11 pull-up jump shots in the entire year. Mm. So in the, in that system they were playing, he obviously I'm not going to say he's like a 100% shooter or anything ridiculous like that, but Matt's right. He was a great shooter. He went to a college system where he wasn't even allowed to shoot. And then... You know, it just kind of went from there. But there was actually, um, I had to really sort of delve into the bag for this one. But there was a five-game period where three of Tennessee's starters were all benched. And the guy averaged, it was something like 15.6 points a game. But he was shooting 39% from three. And he was shooting like a few more shots. He got the rebounds. It was like Dale and Terry kind of numbers. So it's there, but it's just he didn't get the shots. So mm-hmm. it might be a steal, you know? Yeah, I, I've got kind of... A two-ended question on that then, right? The first question is the negative. I'll do the negative one first before I do the positive one, right? But the, the, the negative question is, is there fear then that he'll come into the bull system and the bull system will be like it was in Yukon and it won't suit him? And therefore, he's going to be a bit of a dud then, even if he's not. But in our system, he comes across like a dud. 
the the best way I could sort of describe that is if we had any pro shooters in our system, they'd look like gods. But mm. um, you know, it's one of the things. It's I can give you the cliche answer, probably like an AK answer, is, is defense. You know, we could play from game one, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I think you have got a point in terms of he's not been shooting throughout college. That's an entire year. Mm. You know, I don't know what he's been doing in training and all this kind of stuff, but. He's not been in game shooting, so he's probably not used to it. There is that issue of maybe he's not used to it. He might just disappear like P will in the first year. But yeah, I, I can't give you a concrete answer, I'm afraid. Yeah, I, I mean, it is one of those we'll just have to wait and see type situations. But then, absolutely. On on the plus side of that, I mean, if, if there is something that's going to awry with the uh, mechanics of his shot yeah. in a system now or in a team, a professional team where he's going to be putting up thousands of shots a day. And he's going to have someone like Peter Patton there that's going to be working with him on his mechanics of his shot. There is a good chance then that he corrects that shot quite quickly because the original mechanics, his natural shooting ability was there before it kind of was lost at college. So, I mean, if they if he can get back to that and even improve on it, there's a good chance that this guy could actually turn out to be a massive, massive gold mine that was found in the middle of nowhere, really, in the picks um, and number 35. I mean, there is there is a chance that this guy was incredibly underrated as a, as a choice in, in this year's draft. And are you not both excited by taking the chance? You know, we don't want the same old players, et cetera, et cetera. You know, 100% I am, completely. Yes, and, and, yes, and that's why I'm quite, I'm, I'm not high on the pick, but I'm yeah. high on the prospect of the pick. Oh, absolutely. Well, one of the things is, from what I can see, from just like stepping back and looking at his highlights, et cetera, the only weakness is his shot. All anyone can say that's wrong with him is his shot. Mm-hmm. So what do we fix first? Yeah. yeah. I mean, how I look at it is, at the end of the day, he's a second-round pick. And you've got to kind of limit yourself to remembering that he's a second-round pick. Yeah. We know he's not a generational talent, as you tend to get, obviously, in your first three picks. But at least have some excitement about him as well. Do you know what I mean? Because, yeah. you know, you you get your, your late first rounds, early second rounds, obviously players like Joker that just come from nowhere. And what's to say this kid done? You know, um, I mean, in the draft combine, he hit, was it 16 or 25 threes or something like that? Yeah. I think yeah. he's seen. Um and then I don't know. Oh, I know you've both seen it. I don't know if anyone listening seen it. That video of Wemby when he got introduced at Spurs couldn't hear anything. Yeah. And he's a generational talent. So yeah. you know what I mean. It's, it's until they're in a game situation. I think it's impossible to really judge. But I'm going to put it out there now. You know, I like to put my little there, uh, ride my train, <laughs> sort of, sort of loop. I'm going to say, come the end of the season, Bulls fans are calling for him to be in the team. Yeah. As they were with Dylan last year. Yeah. That, that's my, my opinion on him. You heard, heard it here first. You heard it here first. Save this podcast, guys. It it's coming back. <laughs> I, can, I can just hear it on the waves now. Matt Taylor <laughs> be his guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when, when he gets like 13 points in a G League game, Matt's like, that's my guy. That's my guy right there. There he is. That's him. Hey, when he does that, that's when Bulls Nation will be wanting him in, in the, the main roster. So, yeah, Very my, true. my claim Very comes true. true. <laughs> yeah, well, I've got uh, kind of two points to sort of make on the end there. Firstly, it's 
not balls related. But do you guys feel really bad for Wemyama? I feel so bad for him. What, for missing all those shots? Yeah, so that's clearly what I meant. You know, he just... <laughs> no, it's just like the media are sort of saying, like, I saw Chris Broussard say if he's AD or a larger one, he's a bust. And it's like, what? <laughs> I mean, there's no question about it. I don't think I've seen a player with that amount of pressure and that amount of expectation since LeBron. Yeah. People do this all the time. Look at Zion. They were like the next LeBron. You know. Yeah, yeah, I know. And and they were claiming nobody's ever seen a body that can move like this before with, with Zion as well. You're right. Um, I think Zion Maria has. Maria said that he found porn stars. So. <laughs> I was trying to make the same joke. Yeah, well, you know, allegedly, according to Mariah Mills and her new face tattoo. Oh, God. He's yeah, obviously unforgettable. Oh, my God. <laughs> The thing is, though, like, the book of Zion is like a Jewish like relic, isn't it? And it's like an old Jewish text. Like, is she religious or is she found the religion of Zion Williamson? It's kind of like, hmm. Okay. I don't know. You spend, you spend <laughs> weeks te- tearing him a new one on the socials and the next thing is you're there getting a face tattoo with his name. It makes no sense. <sighs> money, 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 money. <laughs> Anywho. No, um, my, my second part of the question is, did you guys see his interview where he didn't actually do the... Um, he didn't actually do the... How would you call it? He didn't do any tryouts of that with the Bulls. He, he wasn't on that yeah. list. Yeah, he'd been interviewed by him, but he'd not actually yeah. worked out for him, didn't right. he? Yeah. Well, um, how does that work? I guess they obviously done some scouting on him somewhere to know what he's like as a player. I, I really know. They just... See what he's like. yeah. they just threw a dartboard at the, orig- at the remaining names and landed on him. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> I guess we'll yeah. see. I guess we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Um, obviously, after the draft, you get the usual pickups of, you, you know, your undrafted players. And Bulls went in with Adama Sonogo. Um, a was he 6'9", big out of Yukon. Um, final four, most outstanding player. Obviously, won the the NCAA national title with the Huskies, and he was somebody that was set to go in the second round anyway. I believe. Um, again, didn't know anything about him until it come out that Bulls had pretty much agreed to sign him on a two way. As obviously, I know you two did as well. You go on YouTube, you look at all the videos, and it's like I've said in in different things, like. We know how it works with these two-way deals. They sign the, the kind of sign them, go through summer league, go through training camp, go through preseason, and then the decision's made. You're either benched, waved, or down at Windy City. Either or, do you know what I mean? Um, I mean, I like what I've seen of, of him. To be fair, again, he doesn't particularly fill a set need that Bulls have got. But I kind of think as well, if you don't sign these players up, you're missing out on the possibility of them. Um, now, people say that he's undersized for his position. Um, and that's where he's going to get found out in the NBA and it's possibly why he fell out of the draft. But yeah, I'll pass it to you first, Neil. Um, where are you at with him? 
Well, you say he undersized for his position. He played centre in college, right? Mm. I mean, I wouldn't expect him to come in and play centre for the Bulls or for any NBA team, for that matter. Um, but I mean, he'd slot into the four position more so than the five. <clears throat> so at six foot nine, he's you know relatively well built for his age. He's what twenty one, isn't he? Yeah. I think he's yeah, twenty one. He's a humor as well, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, he's massive. Yeah. So I mean. And by the time he's had a, an off season of, of building up as well, he's, he's going to be even more stacked. And I, th- I think he's another one of these swing and miss or swing and strike, um, strike it over the, the fields and, and out of the park type player. He could be another great find or he could be a complete bust. And with these late pick people, especially the ones that fall out of the draft altogether, um, he, he could just become a good role piece for us. I don't expect him to be anything more than that. Um, but I'm excited to see him from his highlights. I like what I see. Uh, I look forward to seeing him actually playing during the summer league and, and getting a real grasp as to what kind of a player he is. Yeah. Um, just quickly back on Julian Phillips. There's me saying that Bulls aren't hyping him up and apparently he's had his first day at the UC today. They've actually <laughs> shared some... <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Shut up, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least you saved it mid pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can delete it tomorrow, does it? So, <laughs> you know, I'll delete out a chunk of about five or six minutes talking about it. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, um, away from that. What, what are you thinking on him, Sam, on Sonogo? Um, well, you know, tell me if you've heard this one before, but you could probably defend one through five now, but um. So obviously he's he's six nine, right? And Bam Adebayo is like six nine, so you, you can kind of get that kind of that's kind of like the high end, the best of the best of the best. So that's you know he could defend like that, but yeah, I don't know why this guy wasn't drafted. But he's got a military background. Apparently his parents are strict as can be, which is always a good thing because they were raised correctly, kind of thing. But I don't know. He's he's solid again. I don't think he's going to make the roster this year. But Windy City, he maybe comes back up and all this kind of stuff, like you guys have said. Yeah, he, he's really good. He's good around the rim, basically, and he's six nine, so he can defend. I think best as, as a uh, power forward. But it, I've put in my article, which I will be releasing in a couple of days' time. Like, is he a Andre Drummond replacement, or is he a Marco Simonovic replacement? Mark who? <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, my sort of thing on him is they've at least got to keep him around at Windy City if they see him as that much of a prospect he's at least got to be at Windy City on the on the two way occasionally see him in garbage time just see what he can do you know and people constantly complain about the development from Bulls you've got to have the players there to develop and I know we've got a long list of them at the minute but I kind of think that Bulls are actually developing these players and people are just that against it now that they, they don't see it. Yeah. And to me, the prime example is Kobe because there's only him and Zach that are left from the old, you know, the old regime. Oh, Why would yeah. Kobe around? Do you know what I mean? So yeah. what we now, you're going into year four of AK and it's what, year five for Kobe? So they've had three years where to me they've pretty much developed him and look at where where we've got 
Um, they say, don't they, that development can take three to five years for an NBA player. And I think going back to Julian Phillips a little bit with the, in terms of development and, in, in fact, you can go back to Dalen last year. The 19, I mean, what, Dalen now 20, in it, You know, but at 19, you're not fully developed as a human, let alone as an NBA player. So in three years, when he's 22, he's got three years NBA experience or development with an NBA team. He's another three years developed as a as a human. You know, if you think back when, like, you were 19 to what you were at 22, your body's changed. And if you start a job at 19 and you're still in that job at 22, you're a lot better at that job as well. And I think people are expecting Bulls development to be, you know, like that overnight. And it, it's not, is it? Do you know what I mean? Everyone develops at different stages. And um, I, th- I just think Bulls are putting the right pieces in place for these players to develop. For this young core that they're putting together, in two, three years' time, as long as we've kept them and they're developing at a certain rate, then who knows? But if you write these young players off straight away before they even turned up in Chicago... Then you've got nobody to develop, have you? So, yeah, I don't know if either of you two have got any more on Sonogo. See, there's a bit of a, a quiet pick on it, really. Yeah. But, yeah, same as. Yeah. Um, no, I think <laughs> I think he's a wait and see. He's a wait and see prospect. Um, I want to see him play before I judge him. Mm. Yeah. And then. I mean, one other bit of news that sort of come out, and as I put it out on the socials, re- Bulls have reportedly, and I'm going to completely butcher his name, even though I've got advice on how to say it. <laughs> you want me to um, take it? Yeah, go for I've it. Been practic- I've, you- been practicing. I've been yeah. practicing. I've been practicing. Go on, it's your time to show me. Time Here to show Here we go. On our beat him. There you go. Turkish guy, beat him. <laughs> um, now obviously again we went on to all the videos and stuff like that bit of research on him and he was the one we were most excited about and then it's come out just before we started recording that they haven't signed him to a two way um, however there is the mutual interest there for it to happen at some point and well I'll let you take it, Sam, because I know you was uh, very excited and then ultimately very gutted. Genuinely heartbroken. And I can say it's the only time that Turkish man has made me feel that way. Um, <laughs> it's so we're, I'm just going to say bitten because I'm not even going to try it. With my voice and that name, no. Nah. <laughs> um, so this is the guy that I was, I was so confident. I was like, this guy could be in the roster next year. He's going to be in a summer league team. He's going to get offered a contract. He's in, done, dusted. Mean defender, good size. He's a physical guy, two-time dunk champion, 40% from three, which everybody loved. But he looks like a B-tech Luka Doncic. Like, you just get the ball, you can make you can play making, do, like, some basic stuff. It looked like a, such a good fit. And I was ready for him to be on the team. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> it went so quickly. One of, my, uh, one of the worst things, though, is um, I'll speak to a friend about him. 
And I said, Bitten. And if you guys have ever seen, do you know Little Britain from like a couple of years ago? Yeah. Someone thought I said, Bitty, I want Bitty. And I was like, no, I want Bitty. And it just went completely out of hand. And uh, yeah. So I got mocked for saying Bitty. He's left me. It's over. It's just it's a sad day. It's a sad day. Yeah. Um, and Neil, I know you were excited by him as well. I was. I was. Um, I really like the look of this guy. Um, he had all the makings of being a fan favourite <clears throat> and uh, real hard-nosed looking player, which, you know, that kind of blue-collar play is always embraced by uh, Bulls Nation. And, uh, and you know, he, he really was the kind of player I thought that w- would be endeared to, to all fans, <clears throat> Bulls Nationwide. But it's not been ruled out. It's just mm. been kind of said now that, well, no, there's been no official talks. But the fact that they've said that both sides are still interested, it could happen. It, mm. it has to happen. <laughs> I want it to happen. <laughs> Thank you. It has to happen. Um, yeah, no, I mean, home. If, if he's interested in transgressing to the NBA and the Bulls look like a fit that he's interested in and the Bulls are interested in taking him and finding that kind of a player... I don't see any reason why it doesn't get done. It's just a matter of when it gets done. Yeah, I mean, reportedly AK was overwatching a a Euro League game, wasn't he? That and apparently now people are linking it that it was Bitim that he was watching. Um, and a lot of people kind of think that he could actually just skip the two way and go straight onto the roster. Mm. So. Obviously, we're heading into free agency when moves are going to start getting made. Who knows? They might just completely skip the two-way, bring him over for summer league, let him show what they've got, and then sign him to a um like a. There he is. <laughs> yeah, you just like, you just blurred out and disappeared. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there we go. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's still hope that it gets done. Um, and we'll have a lot more to say on it, I think, when it does, because I spoke to a someone in Turkey last night and got a bit more of a more upfront opinion on him. So if it gets done, well, I'll let you know what, people, what was said. And I know, Sam, you were writing a piece on him that was going to include it as well. So, yep. yeah, keep an eye on Sirius UK for that. <laughs> One of the... Um... One of the things I want to sort of say is, for me, it kind of reasserted AK. Because obviously when he came, we were thinking, this guy's got global scouts. You know, he'd find European steals here, there and everywhere. And we'd build a team of like all this kind of stuff. And he was the first one I was thinking, okay, maybe he's got something. But yeah, it's uh, it's gone. Yeah. So, I mean, that's obviously pretty much it for, for draft night. Um, I don't know if you want to say anything on the, the AK press, Neil. Um, I mean, for no, me, I mean, it was. We covered it in our. Nervous. We covered uh, it in our Bulls Blitz. If anybody wants to go and listen to that, but um, yeah, I mean, it was a lot of lip service. It was a lot of kind of what you'd expect to hear, but there were a few little takes out of it. Um, one was it definitely sounded like they do want to make a deal with Vooch. Um, they definitely do seem to be looking at running it back, but with a few additions. The other big point that came out of it was um, that he again uh, reiterated that. Um, he has the green light to go into the luxury tax, but he also then uh, stimmied that slightly by saying um, it would also have to be for a 
a um, maybe six or even better seeded team. And and the question there is like, do you have to prove that you have that team before you get to go into the luxury tax or can you go into the luxury tax in order to create that team? And, and that's the bit for me that is, you know, which comes first. Um, <clears throat> the, the last thing about it that um, I take out of it, and this was the thing that really excited me and has put a temporary set of belief back into, into AK for me. And I do say temporary because it's only hanging on there until the end of next week. Um, he said very confidently, wait and see. Don't judge what we've done until you see what happens in free agency. And it, he made it really sound like I've got a big play coming here and you're going to love me for it. So let me play, make the play and then judge me. So I'm going to hang back and decide from there. But if if it is something like, as he's doing the rounds at the moment, something like a Derek Rose move, as much as I want to see Derek back in, in Chicago, if that becomes the move, that ain't it. That ain't it at all. Um, but if it does end up becoming some sort of a, a massive move that takes us all by surprise, well, who knows? Maybe maybe we'll um, believe in Acme once again. Here at C-Rage UK, we have our ongoing partnership with Victory Sports UK. Victory Sports UK is a UK-based sports apparel and equipment store where you can get your MBA and other sporting goods. Get kitted out in your favourite team gear and rep your squad all summer long. And all C-Reg UK group members and followers can avail of a special discount code for 15% off their entire range, including products already on sale. Just make sure you're liking and following C-Reg UK on Twitter or become part of the C-Reg UK group on Facebook to receive your exclusive discount code upon request. Visit victorysportsuk.co.uk to seal your victory with Victory Sports UK. Go on and check it out. You know, it makes sense. Yeah, well, I guess we'll uh, we'll move on to free agency then, as you've segued us into it quite nicely. And yeah, I mean, going back to the press quickly, that that was the bit that's kind of got me excited was wait until free agency and then see see judges see what we've done. And it's like I keep saying, I think at the minute it's all about patience, mm-hmm. and unfortunately myself included, Bulls fans don't have any patience. We want to see them big moves now. Um, and in terms of free agency, obviously we've got, is it the 29th? Up, well, up until the 29th for Drummond to opt in or out. Yeah. Uh, which is what, Thursday? And then we've got until Friday to extend Vooch before he enters free agency. Obviously we can send the qualifying offers to Io and Kobe. Uh, I think we've got until the seventh to guarantee Marcus um, contract for the year. Bye. And obviously, <laughs> obviously, in all of that, the free agency opens at I think it's eleven p.m. for us here in the UK on Friday. Um. So yeah. As he said, wait and see what he does. And I guess we'll go into what do we think he's going to do or what we'd like him to do, more to the point. And this is probably where it gets a bit interesting between me and Sam because we uh, we have very different opinions, shall we say. This is um, my turn to take a seat. And watch. <laughs> well, I'll pass it to you first then, Neil. What, you know, what, what are you expecting and what, if any, if there's any players out there who would you like them to try and 
I, I, it's a tough one, really, because, I mean, obviously our areas of need are what needs to be addressed. And the areas of need at this stage, I think everybody knows what they are. They've been flogged like a dead horse. Um, we need a point guard who preferably can shoot, but who can certainly run the floor. We need shooting from distance and we need someone who can protect the rim. Now, I can't see them being able to tick all those boxes, certainly not all in one hit. So what what you have to do then is you have to kind of prioritise it. And for me, the two main priorities are a floor general and shooting. So ideally, if you can get someone who can do both, like Lonzo could, you are absolutely nailing free agency. Um, the problem is when you look at the players that are kind of capable of doing that, I don't like them. <laughs> You know, so what do you do? Um, right, I, I suppose for me, looking at the list, and there's quite an extensive list of point guards that are uh, available in, in free agency that's coming up. Um, I mean, yeah, I think my favourite out of them is probably going to be Fred Van Vliet, but I don't see it happening. Uh, yeah. Aside from that, going from the from the point guard situation, looking for a shooter, I mean you know, the shooting guard position, we're pretty much already stacked. Um, but there are a couple of players there that I like in that position. Um, aside from that, in a, in, in a small forward position, you're looking at someone maybe like, uh, like a KJ Martin from, um, from Houston. Um, I think he kind of fits the bill quite well. He'd be coming in uh, off the bench, maybe as, as a shooter and he's able to, to defend as well, quite well. Um, I take someone like that. Um, at the shooting guard position, if we were to to hemorrhage someone from that position and create a bit of space, I wouldn't mind someone like a Dante DiVincenzo. Um, I think he's a he's a good shooter. He's also quite um, good on defense. And again, like that, he's 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 a real role player that can come in off the bench and make a difference. Yeah, um, I mean, I haven't got a list of free agents in front of me, but that's no, I'm, I'm kind of. <laughs> you read my writing. <laughs> um, you know, obviously, like you say, we know the position of need, and like you said, one of the things, rim protection. Mm-hmm. For me, rim protection starts at the, you know, at the, at the arc. Basically, everybody's got to do some sort of rim protection, whether it's at the rim. Or at the arc, um, and I, again, it goes back to uh, Julian Phillips. Is that what they brought him in for? A bit of rim protection. You know, he's a very good on-ball defender. My other option is the pushing Dale and Terry into more minutes. Mm-hmm. We know what he's like. He's a he's, he's got that dog in him, hasn't he? You know what I mean? He's going to chase and chase and chase. In terms of point guard, I don't. Agree agree with it, but I think they're going to go for the, the easy option of re-signing Kobe and have Kobe as a starting point guard. He can shoot. Obviously, we know he's a, a microwave scorer. Mm-hmm. Inconsistent with his shot. But he's improving. And we've seen him in the workout videos and stuff like that. So, I think that's where they're going to go. And I think then they're going to try and use the money, what they've got, to try and bring in a legit four to either work in front of P. Will or behind him, whichever it happens to be. And I think that's where the shooter's going to come in. 
I said, I don't know who's on that list in it. Um, but yeah, I'll, there's I'll a few good names on the list at, at the four position. Um, I don't know if there's anybody rather than me listing people out. Is there anybody that you had in mind, Sam? Okay, so um, obviously you guys made like every point that needs to be said. Like we all know what we need, but um, there's two people that I feel like we could get quite quite cheap. So um, I can never say his name right, but he was at Brooklyn. Um, power forward, Yuta Wabe. Wabe. Yeah, so we thought percent shooter, but he could literally just stand in the corner. And my idea is, I don't think we're going to go big in free agency. And, you know, I'm a Bulls fan. <laughs> you know, I've been beaten down so much that now I'm just going to be pessimistic and keep it cheap. But if we, we've got a lot of players that have like a little bit of playmaking in them. You know, DeMar, Cam, Zach is actually a point guard coming out of college. Kobe can be the point guard. You know, we've got Vucci who can pass as well. So we'll try and make up for it with that. But if we have Utawabe, like sort of in the corners or something like that, then it just opens up the floor and it's it's what we need, you know, cheap and effective. But my um, one of my favourite ones would be, you know, Rui Hachimura for the Lakers. I think he'd be perfect fit. Yeah, Rui's a good player. I like Rui. Yeah. Yeah, um, and obviously the first priority is is sorting Vooch out as well, isn't it? Um, yeah. Getting that deal over the line with Vooch. Um, and then I think the next one is Kobe. As for Ayo, I think they're going to bring him back because he's cheap. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. And I think really they have to bring him back as well. That's the thing with it. Because um, it, it goes back into what I was saying about developing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, again, he's a second round pick, wasn't he? So you gotta limit your expectations, I think, the fact that he is a second round pick. It was just we saw a lot out of him in that first year. Yeah. And obviously, as we know, once they've brought these players back, it doesn't leave us a lot of room, does it? And no. Obviously, another player on that list that seems to be forgotten about is is my guy, Javante Green. Yeah. Um, the OG, your guy. Yeah, my. I was going to say, well, was he was he the original guy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he still is, but like I say, people have forgotten about him, haven't they? With his injury and that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. To me, they can't bring them all back because otherwise, you just we're in a, the same position as we was last year. Um. But I think what they're going to try and do is manipulate the roster into making it look different if that makes sense Zach is a centre yeah <laughs> who wouldn't surprise me with Billy <laughs> uh, and that's where I think the players like Julian Phillips do come in because it's like well we have added something and it's a cheap option that's what we've added because we don't want to go into the luxury tax we've got no cap space and this is probably where I'm going to push your buttons now, Sam. Thank God I'm sat down. Let's do it. <laughs> My, I've dropped it in the group quite a lot, just mainly for a reaction. <laughs> but it's kind of gathering pace a little bit on the socials as well. And it's Pat Bev coming oh, back. Jesus. No. <laughs> God, no. I want nobody with a podcast in Chicago. Just just get rid of it. No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean yeah obviously I was high on Pat Bev before we actually signed him you were 100% um, and I think he did an alright job 
you know, at the end of the day, we had a winning record while he was here. But it just goes to show what Nothing to do with the think. fact that Zach started playing better at all. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's something that everyone forgets. Zach went top 15 yeah. in the entire we, NBA. <laughs> we said that at the time, didn't we? Obviously, it was Zach was playing better and everything like that. Yeah. But how much of that was down to having that legit point guard? And, yeah. you know, if we know what Pat Bev's like. He's chirping away on the socials. He's trying to find his next deal. Yeah. He's not going to get the 15 million that he wanted. So if you could bring him back on a vet minimum, would you have him back? And then spend the rest of the money on a shooter? Because Pat Bev's not a shooter, as much as he says he is. Who are you asking? Go to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Go on, Sam. Right. See, Pat Bev is weird. Because, like, on the Clippers, he was on the Clippers a few years ago and he was marking KD full full court and he was screaming at the guy and all this kind of stuff. I loved him then. But then everything, ever since the season ended, I've hated him. Because he's, yeah, he's a, a bit... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it, that's it. Um... If it was on, if it was on a vet minimum, then yes, sure. But like, I don't know about you guys, but I'd be very underwhelmed because it would literally be running it back with the same. Yeah, it'd have to be a serious yeah. sleight of hand to trick trick people mm. thinking that they've done something different. Um, mm. you, you're right. You're right to some degree that once Pat Bev was there, we had a win. We had a winning um, record. But I mean, I like I say. Well, okay. Well, whoever said it, <laughs> Pat Bev would also tell you that he shits diamonds. But um, the In thing France. is, <laughs> whilst he tries to park his car on a side road or something uh, like that, I can't, I can't remember what that podcast was. But I got oh, five minutes stop. in, and I went, "You're an NBA player. Just, just stop talking." Yeah, oh, I mean, in the back. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to criticise because I'm sure there's plenty of people that listen to me talking and think I'm as boring as hell as well. So, but um, wow. I shut up. so I, I <laughs> play nice, guys. Play nice. What what I think we do need is a point guard. You know, and okay, Pat yeah. Bev was the point guard. Was he the point guard we needed? Not necessarily. Was he the point guard that we needed to get us over the hump at the end of the season? Yeah, he was. He was there. He was available. He was cheap. He came with the hype. Everybody got on the hype train after a little while and everybody kind of gradually fell off it again. Um, But at the same time, if we could get maybe not Pat Bev, but something else similar to that can run the ball a bit and take, as I've said this so many times, take the ball and the decision-making out of Zach's hands. That's what makes Zach a better player. It doesn't have to be Pat Bev. Anyone. Well, one of the things, yeah, I, I'd love to see Derrick Rose, but it'd break my heart if he ever got injured. I, I wouldn't be able to take it. I'd be, I'd actually be crying. I, I really would. But what what I would say is, if we're going to re-sign Pat there to a minimum, then I don't want Ayo to come back. One of them two. I, I we don't need both. Defensive first point guards. Pat Bev, yeah, he tells Zach to give me the ball and get out of the way, but like. If you have Ayo, Pat Bev, and say Caruso, that's three of your five people that can't shoot threes. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's destroying us. It's going to be heartbreaking because with this roster, I love everyone. Each one of the guys is great, but mm. something's got to go. Like, yeah, but like I mean, if your best f- friend is playing on the team with you, 
but your best friend is losing you the games or not getting you the wins, let's put it that way, more so than losing you the games, you'll still be best mates, but he can go and play somewhere else. Thanks. Do you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like uh, you said, you know, when Pat Bev came, he got us over the over the hump. So mm. we didn't make the playoffs, you know. So yeah, Pat Bev was nice, but Would have done it there from the start. Maybe, maybe we'll never know. Pat I guess. guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I say, if if we if we have Pat Bev as like a bench guy, come in as veteran leadership, absolutely. But that's about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for me, with Pat Bev, obviously, we know what he is. We know how he talks, yeah. all that. Um, I think he can still do a job, but it'd have to be on a vet minimum. And obviously, I threw his name in there then. I know you wanted to talk about it, Neil. D Rose. Yeah. Is um, that a legit option for you two? I, I think it's a legit option. I don't think it's a number one option. Um, it certainly can't be the move. Um, I, as I kind of touched on earlier on, he has to come in in a mentor role. Um, he'll be a bench player. He may not even see many minutes, but he does He does present this this respected um, point guard, ex-MVP, comes with this wealth of experience, hometown hero, returning home. It has all the makings of this fabulous end to his career. Um, mm. And if he could bring those players forward with any kind of mentorship, um, I'm all for it. Uh, once it's cheap, I'm all for it. But yeah. it can't be the answer. It can't be the answer. He's, he's not the answer. Yeah. And I mean, before I let you have your say, Sam, for me, yeah. it just it doesn't fill any of the needs that we've got. He's not a, he's not a renowned three-point shooter. Um you're always running the risk of health, obviously, with someone like D Rose. And you know, you to me you've got to put that sentimental side uh, opinion to one side and think to yourself, does he benefit the team in any way? And apart from that leadership and the mentorship, which at the minute we're getting out of Demar, to me there's no need for him to be on the team. And yeah, I'm the same as anyone. I'd love to see him back in Chicago. I want to see him retire as a bull. But if he thinks that he can still play at the NBA level, which I'm sure he does, I would, I'd rather he went somewhere else rather than sit as an end of bench guy at Bulls. That, you know, to me, it's just, it'd be a sign in to, to appease the fan base and say, well, we did something. Look, we've brought D Rose home. So, yeah, what do you think, Sam? Well, as as you uh, as you boys know, I'm very pessimistic at the best of times. So, uh, one thing I would say though is, could you imagine the storyline? Derek Rose comes home, takes the balls into the playoffs. If that's like a one season turnaround, that could be spectacular. Get mm-hmm. this city of Chicago behind this team again, because AK, I know obviously he made the big splashes when he came, but he, he's lost. The crowd, he's lost the fan base. Most of us are, like you said, getting rid of Justin Phillips, Julian Phillips. See, it is easy to say, actually. <laughs> God, See? Damn it. God damn it. Oh, that's embarrassing. Right, get rid of this. Post edit, get rid of this. All right. <laughs> but 
you know, we're down on the signing because he's not going to be impactful from day one. And we're all against AK for some kind of reason. Obviously, last trade deadline being number one for me. But if he brings the Euros back and we get into the playoffs and all this kind of stuff, he might win the crowd back again. You might realise what Chicago is. You know, it's it's a very hypothetical, but it's not a basketball move. You, no. So, yeah. Certainly not on the floor anyway. It could be in the locker room. Mm. Oh yeah, hundred percent. So yeah, I mean, well, I guess we'll find out from from Friday, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've got nothing else on free agency. I don't know if either of you to have. No, I have nothing else to add. I'm I'm excited for it. I'm looking forward to it. I'm really hoping that AK um, proves the naysayers wrong and doesn't let down the people who are still trying to hang on to that little snippet of belief. Um, hi, and um, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, um, you got anything else, Sam? The other players that it's... you throw in to wind me up? <laughs> well, obviously, CP3, you know, uh, number one option, you know, but um, one of the things is like obviously it's free agency, but it's we can still, you know, make the trades and all this kind of stuff. So, is there for example, everyone's kind of been saying about DeMar being the first one out the door and what that can bring in. But I don't know about you guys, but I was all for getting rid of DeMar because obviously his game kind of slows down the offence. It doesn't work well with Zach. But now that's seeing literally mentoring every young guy on our roster, I'm kind of like, please don't leave us. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm the same. I've, I've always liked what DeMar brings, mm. like what he's done. And then the more I see of him now, the more I'm thinking, you know, we can't let him go. Yeah, and that's kind of where where my uh, other rant was going to go earlier on. Um, is, I think, Bulls fans have got to be better on social media. Um, yeah. Now, obviously, everyone knows that I do the, the socials for Sierra UK. And a lot of that lately has been posting the workout videos. And I woke up this morning to a couple of comments that started my day off, and I was just thinking, "Shut up!" Um, you know, and as I've said before, <laughs> I know what they are—the NBA players working in an empty gym. I don't need to be told that. I can see that myself. If you don't like it, move on. You don't need to comment on it. If you're going to slate players for not doing anything, not trying to develop or whatever, then look at the workout videos. You know what I mean? They're in there in their own, off their own back doing this stuff before they even come back to meeting up with the team. You know, you can't criticise a player for what he's doing in the gym because you can only criticise him to me when he's on the court. And all these people that are saying, great, they're working out in an empty gym. I want to see him do it in an NBA game. I don't know if it's just me, but there's no NBA games on at the minute. No, not for It's not just you. So you're not. <laughs> so you're not going to see him do it in an NBA game, and that leads me into the P. Will going into the Queen City Pro Am. Oh, yes. You know, twenty-seven points, ten rebounds, two assists. I don't know how many minutes he played. Now P. Will's not going hundred percent in that. No. And the, all the people that are saying. He's playing against plumbers. Uh, that's disrespectful to the people that he's playing against, in my opinion, because 
I guarantee that half of them were pretty close to making the NBA or a decent level anyway. Um, they're going to up the game when they see someone like P. Will on the court. And from what I've seen, um, my my non-Bulls guy, Montrezl Harrell, is going to be in it tonight. So it'll be going to be the same as that. Do you know what I mean? They're going to yeah. up the game because they're against a legit NBA player. And then, so when people say, oh, I could put up 30 points against that defence, you probably could. I probably could, and I'm five foot fuck all. But, you know, you can't then turn around and say, I want to see P. Will do it on an NBA court. And then say, well, where is he in all the work videos? And then criticise him for playing in a pro run. Where is he meant to develop? Where is he meant to put the work in to develop his aggression to the rim? His mentality, whatever, do you know what I mean? Do you want him to go into hiding all summer and not take part in all this sort of stuff? Mm-hmm. You know, and so I just think, you know, when you see the videos and stuff like that, yeah, they are NBA players working out in an empty gym, shock horror. But appreciate it for what it is. Do you know what I mean? It, they're all doing it, and apart from Zach, apparently. But I'm sure Zach's doing it, he's just not filming it. Yeah. Um, you know, so you, to me, you can't want to see him doing stuff, and then when you see him doing stuff, say, "Oh well, I could do that." You, you probably could, but at the end of the day, you're not playing in the NBA, so shut the fuck up. That's yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I say I woke so... up in a mood, and that just pissed me off <laughs> even more. So. Yeah. yeah, I saw one comment that was like, um, "Oh, it'd be nice if Zach Levine joined them." But since Zach joined the Bulls, he does his LA workouts with his dad, doesn't he? Where he's like yeah. flipping tires every single day and all this crazy stuff for like running on sand. And yeah, that's why Zach always comes in a little bit better in some kind of aspect. But because he's not in one video, everyone's like, oh, "Where's Zach? He's meant to be our star guy." Yeah, but yeah. like the thing is, Zach's not the only player that hasn't been seen in workouts. You know what I mean? Just because they're not filming it doesn't mean they're not doing it, right? Um, you know, Demar's obviously wanting to go down this route of being the mentor, as I keep addressing him. Um, you know, and you're not even a Harry Potter fan. Come on, come on, not even a Harry Potter fan. No, lost on him. Oh, it's just, it's just so demental. Like it's not like you know, <laughs> you know. But he's going down that Kobe route, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? He's he's wanting to mentor the younger guys and stuff like that, and that's it. But if Zach. At the end of the day, they've spent however many months of the season together. They're not going to spend every minute of the off season together either. So, like I say, I think people have just got to be better. And if you can't be better, shut up. Do better. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's me. That's me ranted out and nothing else to say. <laughs> <laughs> I was just putting more passion. I thought you'd be throwing things, you know. Laura's getting would... smashed in the corner. I was going to say, I would throw my hat, but I'll probably knock my flag down. So, <laughs> wait, wait till the season starts for that. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, one in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, oh, yeah, it was always weird. Sorry, go on. Go on. No, go on. It's weird, but like we watch these games, we watch these players for at least eighty-two games of the season. Why should we not be excited by them putting in work together? Like I say, you've got Dale and Terry and Patrick Williams who could be the future of the Bulls and they're learning from DeMar DeRozan in this like 51 day workout camp at 6 in the morning who's not excited by that 
Come on. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Besides, yeah, we've got. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. This is the playoffs for us. Yeah. This is what we get. And that's it, you know, like, and it, uh, but my the rant on my personal account was mm. to other creators, if you're going to share the content, at least credit the source. Okay. You know, so as I do, I go onto Instagram and I get the videos. Um, he's just throwing me with that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I get the videos, but I always credit where I got the videos from. And then all of a sudden, the videos start going round on Twitter, but it's as if they're the only person that's found it. And I just think, you know, in the day, we're all creators. Even the Bulls media team are creators. So if they've created a video that you're going to share, and it's not a direct retweet or something like that, at least credit them for it. Because they're putting in the work to create that content for us to see, and for us as creators, fellow creators to share. But yeah. That's me ranted out now. It's like what you said um, <laughs> on, I think it was last week to the week before. You, you said the fact that like there's a lot of fake news from these fake accounts out there that just want to be clickbait and all this kind of stuff. Like, it's why C Red UK is more authentic. Like, you clearly kind of find these videos and you credit to who it's to and all this kind of stuff, and you tag the players if necessary and all this kind of stuff. Like, it, it's different levels to being a content creator. Hmm. Yeah. Absolutely, and I think all credit should be should be given to Matt for that on behalf of oh, CS2K. Yes. Does a great job. I'll take that. He does. Yeah. <laughs> See, I can be nice sometimes. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, I've got I've got nothing else. I don't know if you used to have. Um, the only thing I was going to say, if you know Sam wants to take this opportunity, just to explain a little bit about um, kind of what he's providing on the on the website. Okay, so um, as these guys have mentioned quite a few times, we've got um, we've got the website up and running, and on the blog we've out, we've now got a, a good few writers. Now we've got me and Brett that do a majority of the work, but we get a few guest writers here and there, and everyone adds their own styles to their own pieces. Like uh, Mo, we did a blog we've been midway through last week, and it's from a guy called Mo, and obviously he's very stats based. Um, Brett obviously he's put on today actually. I think he'll be sharing all of the socials after this has been recorded. But uh, he's done a really good job. He's actually highlighted an issue that I didn't even think of, and it was like the BBC's coverage, you know, as um, of basketball in the NBA. Obviously, being in the UK, we, you know, we watch like league pass and all this kind of stuff. So he actually addresses some of the commentary issues from when you guys were in Paris. You know, the commentary for that was awful. He, he puts a great like couple of paragraphs together where he's sort of describing how. It was like five seconds after the actual play. Like we could see the play happening, and the commentary would be like five seconds later. Now, me personally, I kind of go for more like opinion-based stuff because, as you guys can see, I like a lot of dad jokes. I like to make things a bit, you know, try and take the seriousness out of it sometimes. But I am quite pessimistic. So, I have been sort of doing some research into the draft guys, as these guys have mentioned, and <laughs> obviously now uh, Turkish Bitty is now not going to be one. So uh, I'll keep that saved for a later day. But um, in terms of the stuff that we've got coming, there's it's more draft-based, but I don't know about you guys, but I can't wait for the Summer League. Get some games going. Get to see our young players. And that's when, obviously, the writing from the off-season will sort of step up and go from there. We can see the young players, see what the future could be, and hopefully have a few questions answered. Yeah, definitely. I'm looking forward to it. I, I know, yeah. you know, it's only Summer League, but at the same time, you know, we got a great kick out of Summer League last season. 
um, yeah. or should I say last off season. And I'm looking forward to, to, you get a real taste of some of these players that could potentially become, you know, mainstream players going into the future. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, especially with new, new acquisitions, that's your first taste of what they're going to be like. And uh, yeah, no, I enjoy it. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, well, like I said, we'll be back next week when we'll have a bit more free agency stuff to talk about. Obviously, legit stuff. Not these rumours. Um, and also, that starts the build-up to Summer League. As I've said many a time, I'm excited by Summer League. I always am. It's that nice little break in the middle of summer for, what, a week? Um, obviously, the schedule is out there. I've converted it to UK times for people that want to see it. Um, but yeah, so I think next week it'll be a bit of free agency talk and build up to summer league. So yeah, until I don't know if you want to let people know where they can find you, Sam, on the socials. Well, I will be uh, the guy in the comment section of every C Red UK post adding terrible jokes, but it's uh, Sam with two M's underscore Bell. And uh, yeah, if you want to follow me, I'm going to post all the blogs onto that. Obviously, I'll share some of Brett's stuff and most stuff when he wants to write a little bit more and. So it goes from there. Yeah, and yeah, just want to say thanks for, for joining us, finally. Right. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. I know we've, we've spoke about it for a while and, you know, mm. I'm sure now your nerves are out of the way. You know how easy it is. Oh, I was um, a mess. get you back on again at some point. <laughs> Honestly, I thought there was going to be more fighting between me and you, but it's been more like a calm therapy session of let's talk this out. So oh. it's been a lot nicer. The, these, you are disappointed. You are disappointed. <laughs> no, 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 no. We've always referred to these as therapy sessions, haven't we, Matt? Like they're definitely a way of just you know talking it through, and a lot of the time it just it just kind of levels you off again. It's good. Yeah, it, it really does yeah. help. I'll give it a credit. And actually, I've got one more thing. So obviously, you know, I'm quite vocal on the uh, the group chat. So uh, our main man Gary got me a present, and I want to show a bit of support for Darnell in the chat. By showing off, let me see. Can you see that? No, it's out of focus. Ah, uh, I don't, I don't. Is that any better? No, pull it back. Yeah. Oh, hang on, hang on. there you go. Now, hold it up there. Hold it up there. There you go. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Right there. Try putting your face oh. in it. You what? Oh, Drop is it glowing? Your face. There you right. go. Okay, is that, is that working? No, that's not even working, is it? Oh, oh basically, it's just classic <laughs> Darnell with big letters. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, show on oh, Gary and Darnell. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I hope Darnell's doing well and I hope Gary's doing whatever Gary's doing. But, uh, <laughs> absolutely. It's all part of the show. All part of the show. <laughs> but, yeah, like I say, appreciate you joining us, Sam, and uh, I'm sure we'll get Anytime. you back on at some point in the future. Yeah, hope so. And until next week, I'll be Matt. You can find me on Twitter at Matt Red UK. Uh, find us on all the socials at Red UK and as Sam just said don't forget to head over to com for all our written pieces and you can find me on Twitter at Neil Red UK thanks once again to everyone for tuning in whether you are watching or listening please subscribe and review from Matt and myself and from Sam remember it's a Chicago Bulls thing wherever you are in the world until next time see Red people Talk to you later.